Psalm 22. To the choir master, according to the doe of the dawn, a psalm of David. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our fathers trusted, they trusted, and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Yet you are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust you at my mother's breasts. On you was I cast from my birth. And from my mother's womb, you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me. Strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me like a ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. For dogs encompass me. A company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him and stand in awe of him. All you offspring of Israel. For he has not despised or abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. And he has not hidden his face from him, but has heard when he cried to him. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will perform before those who fear him. The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. 
Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For kingship belongs to the Lord. And he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth eat and worship. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, even the one who could not keep himself alive. Posterity shall serve him. It shall be told of the Lord to the coming generation. They shall come and proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn, that he has done it. This is the word of the Lord. This is an excruciating psalm. And Jesus invokes it during the most excruciating moment in history. The cross is the revelation of the holy love of God and the loving holiness of God in all its fullness, dealing with the sin of the world. And it is utter agony. It's important not to over-theologize this cry that Jesus utters. Jesus did not utter this cry, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, in order to provide material for our debates about justification. He uttered it because he was in the depths of the very worst possible suffering. And Psalm 22, like so many psalms, describes the agony of suffering. It's important to notice that this line in Psalm 22 does not imply separation or alienation from God. Quite the reverse. The psalm emphasizes the presence of God and the omnipotent providence of God. He is still with us, and he is still taking good care of us, even in our darkest hours. His providence is dark and inscrutable for us, which is why we ask, why have you forsaken me unto all this suffering and agony? Why? It's not because the psalmist thinks that God is absent or unloving, it's precisely because he knows that God is present and loving that he asks, why? The deep mystery is that even our worst sufferings are instruments of his holy love and his loving holiness. God bringing his purposes even out of the worst suffering. Psalm 22 could be summarized by quoting the famous line from Job, Though he slay me, I will trust in him. That's the picture of faithfulness through suffering that Jesus is invoking and claiming for himself on the cross. The Father is not absent on the cross. Jesus is not saying, Father, where are you? Why are you not here? He's saying, why have you forsaken me unto this agony and death? 
And it's an astonishing testimony to the humanity of Jesus in the midst of his divinity that even on the cross, he could say that. He experienced, just as we do, in his human nature, the deep and inscrutable mystery of how God uses suffering to accomplish his purposes. Yes, the wrath of God was poured out on Jesus as a substitutionary atonement for us. Praise God for that. But the Father is not absent on the cross. He is present. He is present in his wrath. And here is an even greater mystery. Even God's wrath is only a form of his holy love and his loving holiness. His wrath is his holy love dealing with the sin of the world. The Trinity is not broken on the cross. The Father and the Son are one God and nothing can separate them. Rather, the Trinity itself becomes on the cross the ultimate channel for God using suffering to accomplish his glorious purposes. Praise God.